Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Welcome to the Coco Express Show Network. I am Aurelia Lyles. I am the creator and producer of You, the Best Invention Ever. So please allow me the opportunity to step aside and let you experience all that you, the Best Invention Ever, has to offer. Welcome to You, the Best Invention Ever, featuring host Valencia Lyle Saunders, a show dedicated to inspiring you to invent something incredible, your life. Hello, 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 and welcome to You, the Best Invention Ever. I'm your host, Valencia Lyle Saunders, and I want to wish you a happy fall. Fall just started. So um, it's still a little warm outside, so we're still getting some of that, um, you know, great summer weather, which is not as humid as usual. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a little froggy here. Anyway, um, I've missed you all, and I hope you had a great summer. Um, I had a pretty good summer. I sent my little one, who's not so little anymore, off to college this year like so many of my friends have done and so many of you out there probably have done. And, of course, I shed a tear and I miss her, but I'm really excited that she's starting this new phase in her life and I wish her lots of success and, you know, make good choices, honey, make good choices. And, you know, learning and and really coming into herself. So, you know, it takes me back to when I started in my first um, couple weeks at school. It was, was nail-biting. It was confusing. It was exciting. It was fun. It was a lot of things. So I just hope, you know, she blazes her own trail. And, of course, today is a very special day here at the Cocoa Express Network. It's Aurelia's birthday. And I just want to say, let's give it a minute. Yay. So I hope you got that <clears throat> happy birthday. That's the official happy birthday song here at You the Best Best Invention Ever. So um, I hope we get to hear that more times because birthdays are so fun. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Got this frog in my throat today. Um, anyway, birthdays are really special, and I hope whenever you have your birthday, it is wonderful, fun, and you get to celebrate yourself because you are the best invention ever. So moving right along here, there's so much to talk about this this um, month that I want to get to, but 
I have a guest today, um, and I'm really excited about introducing you to him because it's always um, really wonderful to see someone giving back to their community um, and really focusing on young people and having the the um, the foresight um, to incorporate that, giving back with everything they've accumulated in terms of life experience and knowledge and and um, you know their own true moral compass into that ideal and coming back to their community and sharing that with young people. So my guest today is Orane Barrett. I'm going to tell you a little something about him. Um, but first, I think I want to read a, a statement about him, um, which, you know, kind of kind of sums up uh, his story. I find great joy in having a business that combines my altruistic side with my entrepreneurial side. I'm extremely inspired and and driven to have a business that positively affects my community while making money. So that's what I was trying to sum up in my, my brief overview there. But this, this says it so succinctly because these are his words. Okay, now let's get to it. Uh, Mr. Barrett is a great American success story. He's an immigrant from Jamaica, and they moved and settled in Queens, New York. Um, There was a whole childhood in there, but after childhood, um, he attended the University of Rochester, where he earned his B.S. in chemical engineering. Okay? So, tells you a lot about him right there. He's very intelligent. Um, He went on to work for Intel. Um, for Intel and uh, let's see, I'm getting some messages here. Um, for Intel, where he where he uh, went on uh, to become operations manager, um, managing a staff of 22 technicians. He attended MIT. School of Management, where he was, his concentration was um, finance and entrepreneurship. And he went on to work for uh, UBS Investment Bank and uh, Swiss Bank, Credit Swiss, I'm sorry. So where does, all, where does this leave him now? He, has, he is the founder and creator of uh, the Nerd Clothing Company. And this is his new venture. And he, a Kickstarter campaign uh, is called the Cool Nerds Clothing Company. Um, and so we're going to find out some more about him. So I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Orrain Barrett. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. I'm sorry my intro is so clumsy. I'm having a little bit of a technical issue. <laughs> I'm trying to so figure worried. it out at the same time. And you're a technician. Help me. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice warm-up. How are you doing? Good. How are you? 
I'm doing well. I'm excited. I'm excited to, one, have the chance to explain my business, explain myself, and to get to speak with you as well. So thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. I'm excited, too. This is really, um, your story is so interesting. Your concept is so interesting. And it it incorporates a lot of um, the interesting things that are going on today. Mm-hmm. Like Kickstarter. Yes. Crowdfunding. Working with youth, trying to get back into the community and amazing things. Yes. So let's kind of start. I always like to start at, the, at what I call beginnings. And I gave like a little synopsis of your beginnings. Can you fill in some of the blanks for me? I mean, okay, your family came here to uh, the U.S. from Jamaica. You settled in. Queens, and so what was what was growing up like here um, for you? Growing up here was one one of the best opportunities, but also a cultural shock, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember coming from Jamaica. Education's key. It wasn't about the clothes you wear. It wasn't about any of that stuff, right? We had uniforms, so it wasn't about how okay. fashionable you were or anything like that. As compared to inner city communities, about what sneakers you're wearing and right. you know, kids making fun of me for the clothes because we didn't focus on those things. It was about trying to get an education. So it was somewhat of a shock in a sense, um, you know, those things. And as a child, you kind of feel some of those pressures too, as well to try and fit in. So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, though, what was also a beautiful thing was the exposure to so many cultures and just you know the fact of seeing people who are creating dreams and going after them. And that was also, too, as well, a rewarding experience. So, you know, like I said, as a child growing up, you looked at America as a land of opportunity, and my parents always made sure that, they, one, they stressed um, education, but also we worked two times harder than the next person to try and make things happen. Uh, so yeah. That was always something in our house. So be the best you can be, but be better. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, exactly. And you know what thing about it is that, you know, they tried to make sure that they tried to set an example of themselves um, my mother came here. She was a, t- t- a high-level teacher in Jamaica, came, started mm-hmm. over, became a nanny. Um, and during that mm-hmm. time, you know, she was able to go to school in the evenings, a nursing school. And I just saw the two, three-hour sleep each evening or each night that she came in. But basically, after she got her nursing degree, we were able to move out of our apartment in Brooklyn and move to our house in Queens. So I saw the results of her hard work. And that was a, that was always an example to me of the benefits of it, you know, so... She was one of the examples of my life. Yeah. So you you really saw firsthand that um, hard work pays off. Oh, absolutely. And nothing's going to come easy. Absolutely. Not nothing, but things don't come easy. It, there's a a certain amount of sacrifice. Exactly. And, you know, and that's exactly some of the sacrifices she made as a mother in the sense of spending time mm-hmm. with her children, some of the sacrifices she made as a wife to her husband, um, things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, my mother was a driver, so, you know, it is what it is. And she had a vision for what she wanted for her family. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll say personally, even as a child, you see these things. I still went mm-hmm. the negative route, right, because, like I said, there's always that outside pressure, especially growing up in New York, of, quote, unquote, right. trying to fit in, especially as you get into teenage years and you want girlfriends and, you know, you want to right. be down. So, you know, you start doing certain <laughs> things that, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, she wasn't, I wouldn't say that she was basically supportive of in the direction I was going as I started going mm-hmm. on a negative path to try and fit in, so. You know, it's it's part of the product of growing up childhood, though. Everyone's been through it. 
Yeah, you have to come to those crossroads where you say, do I or don't I? Do I or don't I? Exactly. Um, and hope really, and I know I did. I heard my mother's voice saying, no, you don't. In <laughs> 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 the back of my head, I'm like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, everyone of my peers have had different paths, right? Some you want to say more straight and narrow. Um, some mm-hmm. of, especially for young men, you always feel that pressure of trying to fit in. And especially, I know my parents had always planted a strong root in me. Um, that mm-hmm. fortunately, I you could say I didn't stray too far. But there was always that outside pressure of, you know, you want to be, you want to be as cool as your friends, right? Or what was considered cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the, I was reading in your bio, there was a little, there was a turning point where you met someone, um, you know, in a, in a working environment, and they, they said, you know, do good, kid. Don't do bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you were working in, in the grocery store. Yes. And there was a, a, a co-worker. And so... Yeah, let me explain that one. So basically, this is along the, the one of the turning points of my life, you can say, as, you know, growing up, like I said, inner city kid, started going down a certain path, following my friends, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there was one day where I went to uh, a job, because, I, of course, I couldn't explain to my parents how I was making money. So I had a little after-school job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there one day. It was a half day, so most of the adult workers were there. And was Unfortunately, I witnessed where one of the, the senior manager was belittling um, this gentleman, an adult, uh, right in the aisle mm-hmm. of the supermarket. And after that, you want to say fiasco, I was standing just watching and saying, why is the guy not doing something? I would have hit him, right? You know, that's mm-hmm. how we do things out here and everything. But the guy just stood there and took it. And after the dust settled and him and I started to talk, I learned that he just got out of prison. This job was mm-hmm. basically his only opportunity. And, you know, mm-hmm. we just heard, he started to tell me about the realities of, you know, basically in the jail system and everything like that. He turned around and said to me, listen, kid, these streets are not you. I could tell you're a good kid. You know, go to school. It was just as simple as that, right? Mm-hmm. And I went home and spoke to my mother about it and my parents, and we kind of discussed. You know, I my mother said, look at the examples of my education and doors that is open. And unfortunately for him, he doesn't have that, and this is what I've been trying to stress to you. So mm-hmm. that was a turning point where I decided, okay, I'm going to college. And there was no turning back. Mm-hmm. And even when I told my friends, I say I had strong 11, 11 core friends, you know, I told them, listen, I'm going to go to college. They were like, why? They didn't see the benefits of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them tried to deter me from even becoming a doctor, saying, hey, my friend tried to become a doctor, and he's now working at McDonald's, right? So this is oh, a waste no. of time. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a that- Okay, my friend tried to become a doctor, and now he's working it. No, that doesn't sound right to me as an adult. But as a kid, it probably made Sam. Exactly. But you know what? The What I was looking for was in the sense of his, this, this man and his experience as a result of his right. behavior as a kid or a, or a teenager where it led his life. And I was like, you know, I'm not, I don't want that. I want options. And that's why I decided right. to pursue my education and basically going, um, going to the University of Rochester. Yes, where you got your BS in chemical engineering. Wow, yeah. that's a, you know, like I'm going to college and I'm going to get a degree in chem- chemical engineering. That's a huge <laughs> step. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And the path there was not easy, too, because it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. um, and this is reason I've had great mentors um, as I started to learn to reach out to a lot of the programs and people who are out there to try and kind of help steer my career and give me advice. 
Um, but when I went to college, I was going to be a doctor because my mother was a nurse. Mm-hmm. That's what I knew, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't exposed mm-hmm. to an engineer or all these other career fields. But, um, you know, talking to friends of mine and telling them that I'm good at math, I'm good at chemistry, but don't know what to do, um, a close friend of mine mm-hmm. said, why don't you consider chemical engineering? I was like, I don't want to be an electrician, right? Because I, <laughs> I, I didn't know right, what an engineer was. And it's so funny, too. I can even expand upon it that I told my mother, once I decided that this is what I want to do, I sat in the first class, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. Um, I told my mother, I was like, Mommy, I don't want to be a doctor, and you should have heard the yelling. I didn't send you to school to be an electrician or some wiring guy. <laughs> And I think it's just unfortunate we didn't know these fields, right? No, and everything. Make business, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of convincing her, but fortunately, one of the doctors overheard her complaining to one of her nursing staff or peers, and the doctor was like, "Do you understand that that's a respected field?" And mm-hmm. he explained to her and what it is, and she called me back and said, "Okay, you know what? Tell me more about this chemical engineering thing." And that basically, she supported me from there on. Hey. Okay, so it sounds like little birdies and angels were always kind of floating around. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Go that way. That's not what it is. This is what it is. Exactly, exactly. But if you, if you, go ahead, I'm sorry. Finish finish your thought. No, I was saying that that's one of the the drivers behind Cooner Clothing, which we'll definitely get to talk about as well, speak on as. You know, it's something that is very, very important for me as I've had now good friends and also mentors, senior individuals in top corporations who have kind of guided me that I turn back and give that same guidance. And the purpose with Cooling and Clothing, which you will learn, is to also support programs that are exposing children to fields before they go to college so they don't struggle like I did and have to stay an extra year. Yeah. So uh, speaking of corporate mentors, you were at Intel. Yes. What was that like? Wow. Oh, amazing. It was amazing. Um, basically, at a factory um, outside of Boston, Massachusetts, um, mm-hmm. basically, it exposed me to my first three months there. They sent me off to Ireland for training, so that basically tapped my desire towards traveling. Um, great mm-hmm. exposure. It was a new factory, a lot of responsibilities. When I say I worked 29 hours one time straight, it basically it was a commitment to try and get this factory certified to produce as an engineer, mm-hmm. but they always saw that I was good with people, so they promoted me into management mm-hmm. two years after. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, managed staff of 22 people, guys who were twice my age, but, you know, we were hitting mm-hmm. our deadlines and production, and it was, gr- it was great, but what also played a key factor in that was my mentors outside of Intel that I reached out to to say, mm-hmm. okay, here's what I'm struggling with or here's what I should. They always guided me along the way, and that's why I could say I was that's basically beneficial to that. Yeah. And then you went to MIT. Woo! <laughs> wow. How'd you end up at MIT? <laughs> so MIT is one of the interesting things. So as I said, um, I was a um, manager at in, I mean, Intel, and unfortunately we were experiencing the tech birth at that time. So basically mm-hmm. the tech, but it was a tech bubble, right, and that thing burst. Um, yeah. So they were downsizing. And mm-hmm. the senior manager said, listen, you're the youngest manager on the, st- on the team. You have no family, no kids. You're basically a little playboy. So we're going to send you to, <laughs> we're gonna send you to like Phoenix, Arizona. It's a factory that's ramping up, and we want to send you there. And I was like, I'm not going there. I'm an East Coast guy. And he's like, no, you're going. You're the young one, right? You're flexible. 
So mm-hmm. now that I know that they had their radars on me to send me somewhere else, um, I literally right. applied to Cornell Johnson, the Johnson Business School, and I applied to MIT Sloan. Got into mm-hmm. both and basically decided to go with MIT afterwards. Whoa. What was that like? We all have, like, you know, our own crazy thoughts about what being at MIT is like. I know I do. Maybe not everybody. <laughs> you want to know what's interesting? What? During the interview with the gentleman, um, because they have, they have definitely us one of the screening process, I told them, that, you know, listen, I will explain this. I might not be as smart as some of these people here, right? Mm-hmm. But what it takes someone four hours to get, I'll put the six hours in to make sure that I get it. Right, and I sh- explained to him that you know what it's proven my desire to make sure one to succeed and to make sure get the job done through my career path at Intel, and ex- um, basically moving up to management and also basically hitting deliverables for someone my age. But I've always believed in I may not be the smartest, but you will get the work effort to make sure get out get the results, and mm-hmm. that's how that's something that I firmly believe in. That you know, there's some guys that just naturally get it. And there's some people yeah. that have to put that extra work in. But I've always been that person right. to put that extra work in. And MIT experience was just that. You know, mm-hmm. great experience meeting people from whose parents started some of the greatest companies, some of the greatest mm-hmm. entrepreneurs to as well who have started companies, sold it for millions, that came there to network with some bright minds. It was just, it, was just, it opened my mind to so many things of learning about really? Wall Street and tech, mm-hmm. tech, tech developers and it was an amazing, amazing, amazing experience of seeing these future leaders and some of, and even the undergraduate campus, some of the brightest minds working in the laboratories, coming up with the newest concepts and the business students associating themselves with them to start up companies such as like HubSpot or, you know, there's various mm. companies that I could say that came out right now um, that are from my undergrad or from the institution. But yeah, it was just, um, like I said, a top experience of really seeing and exposing wow. my mind to what's really out there. Wow. So, you know, that's I'm just like thinking forward in this interview about where I want to go. Um so you being exposed to these amazing people and ideas must have been so inspiring for you. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you the truth, I you know, when you see guys who own their own business, especially where I grew up, it's a guy who owns like you know the corner store, the little bodega, mm-hmm. or you know these kind of businesses. And not to say it's a negative thing, because they're a staple in our community. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was exposed to, versus guys mm-hmm. who are starting you know future companies, which were basically some of the greatest software apps. Or one of my classmates who started, I'm drawing a blank on the name now, a gaming company and sold it for two hundred and ten million dollars. You know, so Visual wow. Measures, another com- classmate of mine who started that company right now, that's about to IPO. You know, and just mm-hmm. being around these kind of people, I didn't know that this whole quote-unquote startup world was possible or this is how it basically happens, right? The intels of the world right. come from these institutions. Um, and this kind of gave me just now reaching out to quote-unquote new mentors to say, listen, you know what, I'm thinking about starting a business. How do I do it? And getting good guidance mm-hmm. and advice from them. Wow. So... From there, you went on to uh, the investment management world. Um, Walt- yes. Ooh, the sharks. You swam with the sharks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a new experience? That was it. That was it. Um, it was, but one thing was rewarding, though. So, you know, these guys are talking about financial markets, and I'm just mm-hmm. hearing American money. Markets. But- yeah. yeah, and it's just. Well, I'll tell you, I have to give one good example. There was a gentleman who, 
you know, got on the, um, said they had a sales meeting. Because I knew mm-hmm. money existed in America, but I didn't know money existed like this, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and to just see one gentleman, there was a sales call meeting where he's pitching his company and telling the sales guy to get on the phone and push it to various financial managers, portfolio managers. And he said, listen, you know what? This company, I believe in it firmly, and I have put $181 million of my own money in it. Ooh, my own like, money. Oh, you should see the look on my face. I'm like, are you serious? Right? But, and I turned around to one of the guys, and he's like, believe me, that's nothing for him. Right? And he oh, said, I believe in this company 100%, so go and do your job and push this thing because we want to make sure this is a successful company that can raise money. And I was like, 181? Wow. But that opened my eyes to the wealth in this country and for those mm-hmm. who work hard, et cetera. So, yeah, Wall Street was a, a, a real eye-opener as to what's out there. That that there are endless possibilities that we can't even, you know, fathom yeah. on one side of the line. But on the other side of the line, it's everyday stuff. Yeah, Exactly. And it's unfortunate that inner city children don't know that these worlds exist. And that's the same right. for me as well. I didn't know Wall Street existed. Um, shoot, mm-hmm. it was when I graduated from college, Wall Street was at its hottest point um, one, at that stage. But none of us knew about it. It was cool as to what's going on. Right. Yeah. Well, but, you know, at the same time, some of those Wall Street principles are street principles, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you and I can talk. We could trade notes on that all day because I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Buy low, sell high. It's a simple philosophy, et cetera. Yeah. Basically, you have the best product, and people will come and buy from you. It's a, it's a yeah. lot of the same. Okay. We have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so you you've had that you've had this amazing um experience on Wall Street, yes. but you're not satisfied. No. Something in you is looking to do something else. When did that happen? It happened, I would say around early 2013 as basically mm-hmm. sitting around with friends. Um first of all, when I've always been a person that went back in the community, always, like I said before, Big Brothers program, trying to really expose children, become a mentor to some of them, um, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then as, you know, when I graduated business school and started working on Wall Street, the extended hours, I wasn't able to do that. Um, but it's something that was deep down inside of me. Um, mm-hmm. So we started to see just a fashion trend that was happening in the sense of looking at, you know, people wearing, like, even these superstar athletes, perfect 2022 vision, or you want to say they're superhumans, and they're wearing, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, glasses, right, or bow tie. We're like, mm-hmm. what is, what's going on? You know, is there a trend? And we start <laughs> to see that nerds were becoming cool, right? Yeah. So, but every subculture has a, a product behind them or a brand behind them. Like I always say, tell mm-hmm. people, you know, for guys who are, like, fans of MMA fighting, there's tap out right. or for like surfers, there's billabong. Yeah. But I'm like, what's the brand for today's cool nerd? And we're like, okay, there's nothing yeah. out there. And there's some brands that are out there with just making fun of like door geeks and kind of playing upon it from a humorous point, but I'm talking really mm-hmm. a brand. So start to toy with the idea and then camp with a logo that everyone mm-hmm. liked. And we're like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's test it in the market, see how people receive it. And, it was a hit. It became a hit, mm-hmm. and that's when I would say, you know what? 
I love this now. Let's see how we can really not incorporate some of my personality, some of my beliefs in the sense of, you know, social responsibility and use some of our proceeds from our sales now to try and fund programs that are working with children and exposing them to various career fields such as maybe science, such as science, technology, engineering, arts, math, which we call STEAM. Mm. So that's where that came upon because that's something that I believe in. And I didn't want to just be a quote-unquote another clothing company, but really try and create a movement behind our products. I like that acronym, STEAM. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I really do. It's so forward-moving. It's, you know, it, it says to me just we're, we're pushing ahead, we're going forward, mm-hmm. we're hot. I like that. Thank we're you. boiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could take nice. credit for it. I wish <laughs> I could take credit for it. It's 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 one of those things where you've heard of I don't know if you're familiar with this, the um acronym STEAM. I mean sorry, STEM. Mm-mm. So STEM is basically a nationwide agenda where a lot of programs now are trying to expose children towards science, technology, engineering and math. Okay. Um so it's a nationwide because what happens is that um there are a number of future jobs that are gonna require those skill sets, but we are not we're not producing those type of employees in the future. So their program is really focusing on yeah. yeah, yeah. So what this what the upon us is that my for my team we have a top artist, his name is Kwame Delfish, um oil mm-hmm. painter, graphic designer, and he's been adamant that you know what, listen, I'm an artist, all that's not relevant to me. Right? So mm-hmm. let's make sure we incorporate the art in there and basically hence where we said, Okay, you know what we said, let's do it steam. And then I started to Google mm-hmm. it, so that it was a, it was an acronym in itself too. So there are STEAM programs out there to make sure that A is also uh, uh, incorporated in some of the initiatives. Excellent, because that's sometimes that's the hook for, for kids, mm-hmm. you know. And now, um, especially in the art world, digital art, there's all kinds of things that require you to know something about math and you know, these other acronyms, yep. too. So yep. it's a it's a hook. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a hook. And what we made sure are cool in our clothing is to make sure that we capture that. Because what I tell everyone, and what I can't say tell everyone, what cool in our clothing is, is that it's an inspirational clothing brand for today's cool nerd. But more than mm-hmm. just an apparel company, it's a movement also as well to try and inspire the pursuit of passion and academic excellence. And... What we have is something we we call our 4.0 program, of which $4 from every product sale will go towards these our partnership programs that are working with that are STEM-based program or STEAM-based programs, exposing mm-hmm. children to science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And that's important to me because I want to make sure these children have the exposure through the fact of the sale of our products, right? So it works in two ways, and that's what I love about basically what I'm doing, what we are doing here mm-hmm. at Cooler Clothing, right? T-shirts or billboards, and you see someone wearing it, you can, it tells a message. We want the right. cool nerds to be able to feel comfortable wearing our products, telling the world that, listen, I am a cool nerd, but promoting also the core values of the brand and of today's mm-hmm. nerds, hard work, intelligence, individuality, and passion, while behind the scenes, every sale will go towards helping another child to become a future cool nerd. Cool. Very cool. Um, so what are the price points? The price point. So, yeah, good question. Um, so every product ends with four dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I, that's the reason why, for example, as to explain from our 4.0 program, of which four dollars go towards our partnership program. 
our T-shirts are thirty-four dollars, right? And mm-hmm. basically, we have hoodies depending on the the various quality and cuts. We have from a sixty-four up to eighty-four dollars, um, mm-hmm. and we have also too as well. We have snapback hats for forty-four dollars. Mm-hmm. So those are the price points mm-hmm. of our products. So each four goes to your, to a program. Yes, three, four, four, sixty-four, eighty-four, forty-four. Exactly. Okay. And the one thing too as well, we want to make sure that to make to explain that it's cool nerd clothing, but we try to make it a little. I can't say we try to. We made it sexy. It's with a K, mm-hmm. and the K is for mm-hmm. knowledge. We made sure that it stands out. K is for knowledge. The L is for learning. So those are the key symbolic symbolisms of a brand too as well. So it's cool nerd clothing with a K, and I want to make sure I stress that too. Cool. Excellent. I keep saying cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge, knowledge, cool. Knowledge, exactly. <laughs> knowledge and it's always so funny because when people ask me, you know, what is a what is a cool nerd, you know, I always tell them that it's listen, it's someone when given the opportunity will pursue their passion no matter what. Right? Whether it's mm-hmm. a love for insects and you become the great entomologist to that person who loves code and then become create one of our future tech companies of the of the world. It's that person that just loves what they do and don't care what anyone has to say about it. Right. And but you know what? They have to have sense of the core values that we've identified. They have to work hard. We say hard work, individuality. And it could be gardening. And, it could be and gardening. you are so intense about it that you you start this sustainable root garden. Thank you. And that's a cool nerd to us. And they go yeah. after it and they learn it. Hence the word knowledge. That's why we have the K yeah. there. Right, and that's why they go that extra crazy step. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So no, and that's what it is. And today's nerds are cool. I I, I let people like listen. Yeah, Pharrell, music nerd. Will I am music nerd. Oh yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jack Dorsey of Twitter, tech nerd, Zuckerberg, tech nerd. But these are social public figures that are looked upon as cool, and they are nerds. And we are trying to say, listen, it's okay. It's cool to be a nerd. And we want people to just understand it and basically wear our product because they are that. Great. So tell me about the Kickstarter um, campaign you've got going. Oh, yes. So our Kickstarter campaign, so for anyone that wants to – so Kickstarter is a crowdfunding site. And for those who are Mm -hmm. unfamiliar with it, it allows a person to, through donations, support a young brand or a project. And in exchange for their donation, they get something returned. So – we have a range of rewards, maybe it's like $4 mm-hmm. for a thank you letter to $34 for a shirt, up to mm-hmm. we have a 12-man experience with the Seattle Seahawks, of which... What? Yeah. <laughs> so Greg Scrugg, one of the Seattle Seahawks, basically learned about our brand, and we had him, and that's the way I'm going to lead now into our inspirators. So Greg Scrugg is one of our cool nerd inspirators, and he's willing to spend the time with a person, take them to dinner, Take them to the um to yes, and also take them to the walkthrough where they can watch the Seattle Seahawks prepare for the game against the Giants. Also have his seats at the game, and depending on if they win, if they beat the Giants, or I would say when they beat the Giants, he will have the chance to hang out with Greg and the team afterwards. So it's a 12 man experience, um, and he is a cool nerd as well. <laughs> I might have to start uh, kick starter fun just to you know, apply for that Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's it's available there. Yeah, through the crowdfunding site. And it's it, what it is, I guess, it allows the person to donate um, and receive something in exchange for it. Um, but at the same time, 
what it, is, it allows is for young brands to kind of really want to showcase themselves and kind of basically receive the capital to try and start growing, get to that next level. And that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And when is that? Has it started yet? It started yet. Has, has it started Yes, it has. Already? It started okay. September 17th, and it's a 30-day 30 30 day campaign, so it ends October 16th. Um, I'm proud to say that we've hit the $12,000 mark, but we're pushing for $45,000 which will really help us to try and um, to help us for our product development for our next season's line for summer 2015. So we're asking everyone who's listening to join our, go to our Kickstarter, go to our page, www.coolnerdclothing, with a K, coolnerdclothing.com, and you'll basically be led right to our Kickstarter campaign, and we'd love your support. Every little bit will help. It will count towards helping to make our dream a reality to take this venture to the next level. Excellent. And, um, you know, listening to your story and beginnings, it sounds like you've really come full circle here. You know, um, remembering how people, your friends didn't understand what you were trying to do and actually try to discourage you from, you know, pursuing what you thought was your purpose is to get this great education and to to not go in the direction that you had seen someone you know, in a position you've seen someone in, and that position of because you don't have the opportunities or the knowledge, you have to stand in humiliation mm-hmm. like this like this guy did because he didn't know, he didn't have any options at that moment. So he just had to take what was given being given to him. Yes. But he inspired you to make a different choice, yes. that it was imperative to make a different choice. Um, and really... You know, you seem to always be in a place where you were looking at um, these new opportunities, these, you know, seeing where life can actually take you or where life really is, but you were never exposed. And this is a, sounds like a great program. Where, what, where can people reach out to you um, who want to be part of your, your, your programs that you're putting up for kids? One, you can always email me at orain, O-R-A-N-E, mm-hmm. at coolnerdclothing.com. Mm-hmm. That's with a K. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to definitely touch upon what you just said as well in the sense of, you know, I just, I, like I said, Coolner Clothing is a movement as well with a clothing brand, right? We have a clothing brand that's a mm-hmm. driver. But we also have a movement. And to inspire and enable that movement, I spend a lot of time speaking with children and you will always hear from a teacher that we have these one or two students that are just brilliant or just bright, but they're going down mm-hmm. the wrong path, mm-hmm. right? And it's something that we're all mm-hmm. familiar with. And I want yeah. to be there as a living example to them and say, listen, you know what, a place like MIT, top four business school that I went to at the time, you know, in the, US, in the United States, and a person who was just like you, same background, same community, made it there, Right. I want to inspire young minds to pursue their passion and pursue academic excellence. And the brand is to, one, create great products that these kids love. We already know, we see the response from them, right? So we have top mm-hmm. products, but at the same time, use the capital from that, a percent of the proceeds from that, to also inspire some of these young children as well. That, you know, it's not the direction of the negative way anymore, but really using your mind to really open doors and make things happen. And that's what it's so about, the inspiration of brand. What would you say to other um, adults who are in your position and who have been in corporate America? I think we just, 
I think sometimes maybe we lose focus and we and we really, you know, get into our corporate grind and we forget to give back. You know, it's one of those things where my mentors told me, listen, if we, we're spending this time with you and you don't go back and do the same, you're no different than a thief. And I always remember wow. that. Wow. You know, you have made a quote-unquote out community, but there's many others that are behind. Go and pull them along with you. And this is something that they're very – and these are senior executives at top corporations or owners of top mm-hmm. companies. But this was something that was said to me, and I never forget it. So I say the same thing that, you know, listen, if you've made it out, but you're not turning back, then you're no different than a thief. Because I there's so that. many others out there that you can help to create that future next you, if you want to say, that next person that can be in your seat 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so go out, go back, and it's our responsibility because we know the situations in our community. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an awesome metaphor for giving back. If you are no, if you don't do it, you know better that it's just like someone's, it's like stealing yeah. and just running away. It's that simple. It's that simple. And that was what said to me, and that resonated with me since, uh, like you say, one of my college years or so as I started being guided. We're not doing this mm-hmm. because, granted, they did it because they love me, but, Irene, we're trying to create future mentors that will mentee, and so you can mentor, ment- have future mentees along the way. So that's something mm-hmm. that I've that has been taught to me. I take it very personal to do this, and now I'm happy that, I did the Big Brothers program where I work with one child, but now I have a brand mm-hmm. that can inspire and influence many more. And also to as well right. talk about Inspire, we have another enabler of our movement is the Cool Nerd Inspirators. What we're doing mm-hmm. is that behind the brand, we're basically finding young entrepreneurs or young modern-day heroes that are telling their stories mm-hmm. of building the next future company because the children always see the finished product, but they never see the work that goes right. to get to that level. Right, and, and so now an we're awful lot of work. Oh, <laughs> I can tell you firsthand there is <laughs> <laughs> right? definitely there is, but and that's what we that's what these people are introducing their stories. So you have Greg Scruggs, Seattle Seahawks player. I said, Greg, I don't want you to talk about your Super Bowl win. Tell me about the pat the process of getting here and maintaining the seat. And he opened up and just told the mm. story of leaving his mother to go with an adopted family who can help prepare him and enable him to get into the NFL that sacrifice and the wow. work every day getting up 12 hours training practicing just to maintain you know so that's what we want to hear and also to as well we have Jacques Belief Ferrage you know his goal is to mm-hmm. eradicate energy poverty so he has this technology or device called a Lucy, Lan- Lucy Light which is a solar powered lantern that mm-hmm. they will send to people in the third world or, or cut people off the power grid so that they can light their way as they walk in the dark oh or God. children at nighttime. So those are the things. Yeah. Those are amazing stories. Those are really amazing stories that we don't get to hear. We get to hear so many other horrific stories um, that overwhelm you, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. They overwhelm you and you feel paralyzed. Like how can I even attempt to, to try and help some someone? Because it's just so much. Yeah. But there are these inspirators, as you say, who are not trying to eat the whole elephant. They're just taking one thing and blowing it up. Exactly. And doing it like nobody else can. Yes. 
And that's exactly what we're aiming to do is to feature them behind our brand. You know, it, and it doesn't have to be someone who is a popular celebrity figure. It can be as simple as a person who, you know, listen, my great-grandmother started this pizza shop, and, you know, we, we love making pizza for the community. Or that person who works in an adoption center and say, I love matching a child mm-hmm. with the family and just having them tell their story very quickly behind our products because that's what the brand is about, pursuit of passion and, you know, basically enabling it and pushing it and letting the world know. And I think, you you know, the word passion is underneath what being a nerd is about. Exactly. You know, so there's a nerd in all of us because, you know, we can all be passionate about something. And that means you put your heart into it. There's love behind it. There's purpose. And it's just something you would do if, even if no one paid you to do it. Exactly. And that's the key thing of a cool nerd. Today's cool nerd are that they went after it. They didn't care what people had to say. It's because they what they believe in. And when I speak to the children at the schools, I tell them the simple phrase, your hobby can be your career. In today's world, mm-hmm. it can be if you love it. But at the same time, we're our goal, our job overall, and hopefully you pursue counselors and programs that can expose you that, you know, oh, I want to be a basketball player. Okay, you know what, only the talented, talented, talented few can make it. But there, guess what, there's mm-hmm. the NBA, which is an association that you can be a coach, a scout, you know, marketing for the NBA, whatever it may be. If you have a right. love of basketball, there's so many other options than just being a player. Right. You know, so that's what it is. You can so that's be a what, scout. You can scout for overseas teams. You can scout exactly. for U.S. teams. Olympic exactly. teams. There's so much to do. Exactly. And that's why with Cool Nerd Clothing right now, I'm glad when it opens the doors to some of these programs that I can speak to the children, and at the same time, mm-hmm. they can make a statement upon, of themselves once they're wearing our product that they are cool nerds. Because it's, you, they say you are how you look, how you dress, or you are what you eat. I've heard that phrase too as well. But right. you, we are providing hot. Actually, I use, I use the old school word, dope products. People love it. <laughs> I see the response. Uh-huh. And you know what I love about our shirts? They're a conversation mm-hmm. piece because you see the okay. word cool nerd, it's an oxymoron, and it grabs people's attention. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> is, there's so many, like, cool. I keep saying cool because now, you know, you've, you've done it. It's, like, uh, in my vocabulary now. Yeah, there's, I'm bringing um, cool back. <laughs> see? Forget sexy. Cool is back. And um, anyone who basically gets, to, if you if you go to our website and you will see the main elements of our brand, it's a hat to the back. That is mm-hmm. a symbolism of cool because people wearing a hat to the back is cool, right? Mm-hmm. Tape, gla- tape glasses, which is a symbolism of nerd, or but for us it's a mm-hmm. symbolism of strength because a person mm-hmm. who normally wear tape glasses was abused or bullied, but it was a sense of character for them to put that glasses on and face society. So right. it's a symbolism of strength, but also the main symbolism is that when you see tape glasses, it's, you know that's a nerd. And there's basically the bow tie, which is a symbolism of style, because nerds are stylish. Uh, right. And professionalism. Exactly. So really cool, really cool. And I can see a lot of kids, you know, adopting that, that look. You know, I, I see it. I see it out there now. But mm-hmm. you know, I I would love this one better than the pants on the ground. <laughs> those pants up. Please be a cool nerd. Please be a cool nerd. Yes, and that's what it is. Yeah. And you know, the thing is that Twitter. I'm a father, right? Um, mm-hmm. I have two children, and it was one of those things where I struggled with when I remember just having my first, and my wife saw me looking up when we moved from Boston to New York, and my wife saw me mm-hmm. looking at the Big Brothers program, and she's like. 
how are you going to be a big brother when you have your own children to mentor and everything, right? <laughs> right. And not to mention right. working in investment banking, time commitment, and everything. Right. So yeah. what I am happy with is that now I am filled that void of being able to inspire others and also develop within my own household future cool nerds as well. Because I am one. I am a cool nerd. And there I want them go. to follow my path. You certainly are a cool nerd. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You certainly are a cool nerd. Uh, and I have a cool nerd, too. She's in college. Oh, freshman year. Woo, so, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Animation. She wants to be an animator. Nice. So that's pretty nerdy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool nerd right there. Whatever your passion is and you know it and you go after it, yes, you are a cool nerd to us. Yeah. Yes. And she's always, you know, known what she's wanted to do, so we've just tried to encourage and support and and that's part of it too as a parent mm-hmm. you know if you know that this is who your kid is you have to support them exactly and exactly make them feel that it is okay just how you are exactly and that's why we say that we want to be the brand because there's no brand for that market that's out there and we are mm-hmm. that brand we are that brand we are that brand for that person that wants to express themselves as being cool and they express their hard work, their intelligence, their individuality, and their passion with our products. Yeah, and you have to get a backpack in there. Oh, it will come. And you know, this one. I thought most people would ask for um, glasses for us to basically provide as accessories, but backpack seems to be the big mm-hmm. thing. Everyone's like, you have to have a backpack, dude. You have to have a backpack. I'm like, all right, it's coming. It's you have coming. Good. <laughs> it, is coming. it is coming. I'll be it is coming. It is coming. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Well, I'm hoping you'll be one of the people on board on our Kickstarter to join and support us too as well. Please tell me yes. Please. Yeah. All right. Yes. Are you kidding? Yes. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. You will see that we I'm have here. top quality products. Our shirts are 100% organic cotton. Um, it's basically you will not be disappointed with the quality of our products and also to as well the statement that a person makes while wearing it. The, com- the, the attention I get from wearing our shirts and the response mm-hmm. everyone said, dude, you don't understand. When I wear your stuff, it's always people asking, what's that about? It's a conversation mm-hmm. piece at the same time. Well, I'm going to see if I can get a bunch of friends to go in with me. Please, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to see what if you, I can get a bunch of friends. When, if mm-hmm. you go to www.coolnerclothing, with a K, mm-hmm. it will direct you right to our Kickstarter. You'll see our amazing video, which will, one, give you an overview oh, of the company. Here. You do. Thank you. It really is. I thought it was very cool. I liked it. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, we spent a lot of time and effort to make sure people could understand what the company is about and our team. And let me not forget, because my partner always said I take the spotlight, but Kwame Delfish is our artist. He's my partner. Yes. And he I is amazing. Yeah. Kwame, and he's doing, you see his little sketching. And, yeah, so you're a cool team. You are yeah, a very a, cool team, I must say. Yeah, I have to really make sure I get this out to say Kwame is just not an artist. I mean, he's an oil painter that has work that's in the Royal Ontario Museum. He's from Toronto. And yeah. recently, just last week, of 11 artists selected by the Canadian Mint, his work was selected for the $10 commemorative Canadian coin, which was just you released last week. Now, that's yeah. some cool nerd stuff right there. That's <laughs> some cool nerd stuff. Yeah, I All am right? so proud of him. I am proud to have him as a partner. And now... His work will be the inspiration behind our shirts, our T-shirts, and other product lines as well. I am—I'm I, just—I can't explain to how excited I am to have him as a partner on this t- I, in this company. Oh my gosh, that is pretty awesome. Yes, 
that is really awesome. And when we think of when we when we want to educate our youth and especially black youth, isn't that amazing to have someone, you know, that you can relate to who's yeah. who's kind of a contemporary, who's done something so amazing? Yes, it it is. It is. Amazing. And that's yeah, and that's, that's the beauty of this team awesome. that, you know, when him and I mm-hmm. go and speak to children sometime, here it is that I can approach things and speak to them from the technical, scientific, mathematical side, while Kwame can talk about it from the artistic side. Depends on who you are. You, you know, you can you can basically be motivated by either one of us. Right. And that's the good thing about this team that I love. So I think you you two embody a cool the cool nerd concept. Yes, absolutely. You know, and it's not about being stuck in the basement <laughs> and playing video <laughs> games. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's about really. You guys are really out in the world, and you're meeting people, and you're you're experiencing life, and that's the cool part about the nerd. Exactly. You know, you're exactly. experiencing life on an, on all kinds of levels, and you're not limiting yourself as to who and what and where you can be. Yes, and and that's exactly what it is. Is the fact of it's a brand with a purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we are making great products. We know the response. We tested in the market. The response is amazing, and now we're pr- pr- producing. We're asking for help. That's why the Kickstarter was launched to help for, with your donations and support. You know, like I said before, we have it from thirty-four dollars shirts. You know, we have a number of hoodies, things like that, all the way from some of Kwame Delfish's paintings will be available to as well. So we yeah. have that. Yeah, so we have that. <laughs> we have a number of options on our Kickstarter, but the Kickstarter is to help us so we can basically start to work on our 2015 summer line. And that's what we're asking for support so that we can make this company a next big company of social impact, which create products that will also basically be of, of cause to help inspire young minds. Cool. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, I just. I could talk to you for hours and hours on end. <laughs> you are fun and interesting. You know, if you want to, if you want to, I'll give you my number. We could do that. I love it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this was so fun, so interesting, and you know, inspirational to me too. Thank you know, you. I'm I'm really excited that there are people out there who who see giving back as an imperative. Yes. You know, not just a little something I want to do here or there or it would be good for my business profile. No, it, because it's it's who you are and you really have something important to share. And it satisfies all those things that are on your plate, you know? And it does. Entrepreneurship, business, social consciousness, the arts, technology. You really are showing us that what it is that you um, are interested in or, or are passionate about, they don't have to be separate entities. You can really incorporate all that and do something fun and that's exciting for you and really fuels your passion. Exactly. So thank you so much for that. And I want to thank you too as well for allowing me to, one, talk about myself, talk about Cool Nerd Clothing, and letting the people know that, listen, we're out there, and we are going to be one of the top apparel companies that will have great products. Because we have, not to say will, we have great products now. Mm-hmm. We're just working to get to that next level, and we're hoping with the Kickstarter to get your support. Um, like I said, it's www.coolnerclothing with a K. 
um, includenerclothing.com. You just go to our website, you'll go to the Kickstarter, and we're just asking for everyone's support to just help us get to that next level to be a strong company of the future. Excellent. Well, we will talk, and I'll be on your site to check out, you know, your Kickstarter program, and I'm going to try and wrangle some friends, and we're going to try and do something. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you Anytime. have any questions, please feel free. Anyone can email me, Orane, mm-hmm. O-R-A-N-E, at coolnerdclothing.com. At cool nerd clothing. I'm writing it down, people. That's Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> O-R-A-N as in Nancy E, at cooler uh-huh. with a K. And like I with said, the cool K. stands for knowledge. And learning is the L. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Irene, we'd love to have you back, you know, and we want to follow up with you on how things are going and, you know, what's next on on, on the the plan. And just congratulations and keep doing it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And like I said, thank you again for the time and thank you for making this an easy conversation. I really appreciate it. Oh, you made it easy too. (laughs) (laughs) You're an easy interview. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Have a beautiful day. Have a great October. You too. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to You, the Best Invention Ever, featuring host Valencia Lyle Saunders, a show dedicated to inspiring you to invent something incredible, your life. Hello. I didn't. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't. I just thought saying goodbye to him was like it. it. <laughs> All right. Have a great October. All right. Bye. Oops. Sorry. So you didn't. You. I was going to do your happy birthday on the air. Did you even hear it? Okay. You're like, hang on, say happy birthday. I was going to, did you hear your happy birthday song? All right. Mm-hmm. Hmm? 
Okay. Mm-hmm. 